You are now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Verse number three. Notice what the Bible says in Proverbs 13, verse three. Read now the New King James Version. He who guards his mouth preserves his life. But he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. Notice this. He who guards his mouth, but we could say, she who guards her mouth. Because he ain't just talking to no male. Am I right about it? He ain't just speaking to males. So we could say he or she who guards their mouth preserves their life. But he who opens wide his or her lips shall have destruction ruin a death so basically we have a choice we have a choice we we can guard our mouth and by doing so we'll preserve our life or we can open wide our lips or our mouth or we don't have to guard our mouth and we're going to have destruction And I don't know about you, but I don't want destruction. I don't want death. I don't want ruin. Listen to me when I don't have to have it. Eventually, we all going to die in some way or another. But I don't want to die before my time. I don't want to die before my time. I love living. I love myself some living. Right? At this present moment, I'd rather be right here than six feet deep. I'm just going to tell you that. Right? But see, what I want to do when I look at life, I don't want to just look at existence. I don't want to just think about existing. But see, I want to think about living life according to the Greek word zoe. That means I want to live according as God has ordained for me to live. And so I want to live or exist, but I want to do so in the will of God. That's how I want to do. And so when I know God is blessing me, when I know I'm in the will of God, when I know I'm living life the way he intended for me to live it, then I want to guard my mouth so that I can preserve that way of living. So I can keep living the way that I'm living. Are y'all with me? But if it is to happen, I got to guard my mouth. And so again, the subject this morning is guard your mouth. Guard your mouth. And this is part two of guard your mouth. And let's give God a praise for our subject on this morning. Guard your mouth. If you are not afraid of your neighbor, look at him or her and tell him what you need to do is guard. You finish it. I told you, if you're scared of them, don't say nothing to them. If you ain't scared of them, just look at another neighbor and say, what you need to do? And what I need to do is guard 
our mouth. Amen. Are y'all ready? Now notice when the Bible talks about in Proverbs 3, he who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips will have destruction. No doubt about it. But Pastor, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want ruin. That has to be indicated by you guarding your mouth. Because it's not enough just to say, well, Pastor, I don't want to be in ruin, but you're not guarding your mouth. You're not doing the things you need to do so that your life won't be in, in ruin. Now, now listen to me, because there are folk who have plenty of money, but their life is in, is in ruin. Their life is in ruin, right? That folk live in big houses, big nice houses, but their life is in, is in ruin. They're experiencing destruction. Three things I want us to receive when the word talks about that, uh, but he who opens wide his lips. No, no, notice is, is, it's a portrait of a person who, who is opening wide. No, no, notice that he's, he's opening wide his lips or his mouth. And so basically there's no control there. There, there, he's not guarding it. He's not, uh, keeping watch over it. He, this, this person in the text is not being careful, uh, when it comes to what he or she is saying. And, and how many know when we talk, we have to be careful to the point to where we recognize that there are consequences for what I say. There are consequences for how I talk. Am I right about that? There are some consequences, right? Some of us don't act like you, you don't know. You know there are consequences for what you, what you say when you're not careful with how you use this tongue. Things can come back to bite you because of what you said. What you allowed to come out of your mouth hurt you. Am I right? Okay. So number one, it is to speak foolish. When a person's open wide, their lips, it's indicative of a person, again, who is speaking foolish. A person who's speaking foolish. A person who's being unwise with their words. And listen, it, it, it's no need to, uh, to speak foolishly when you are taught better. It's one thing to speak foolishly or talk like a fool. When you know you haven't been taught. Come on. Come on. When, when you can say, look, I don't know no better. <laughs> you know, okay. You, you, you don't know. But once you learn, come on. Now it's time to stop speaking foolishly. Why? Because I've been taught that what I say matters. What I say matters. So, so, so I'm, I'm going to guard my mouth. And make sure I don't utter anything that God deems to be foolish because now I know better. Come on, parents, when you raise your children and they get to a certain age, there are some things they can say at two that's funny that if they utter that at 13, come on, come on, I, I done taught you. Oh, Lord. Number two, it has to do with to speak. Contrary to God's will. When you open your mouth wide, you're speaking contrary to God's will. I, 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 I need to guard my mouth so that what I say 
listen very carefully, doesn't go against what God has said. Did you hear me? I, I need to guard my mouth. I don't want to open my mouth. Why? I, I don't want to open my mouth. And now I'm saying the opposite of what God said. God said I'm healed. But I keep confessing about a little headache that my head is killing me. You need to watch your mouth. You need to be careful of your words. Come on. And we can even get mature enough to where even in an emergency type situation, we still going to guard our mouth. Still got to be careful what I say. Don't really know in totality what's all happening right here in this situation, but I'm not going to speak foolishly. Right? I'm not going to open my mouth and speak death over myself. Because according to Proverbs 18, 21, death and life in the power of the what? Tongue. And those who use it, watch this, shall eat the fruit thereof. That scripture just told me that I have power to speak life, but I also have power to speak death. Now there are times that we use our mouth to speak death, but we do so to things that are deserving of death. Like whatever the enemy is plotting, whatever my enemies desire to do that I know contrary to God's will, I'm going to speak death to what my enemy want to do. Come on, somebody. When a situation is happening in my life that's trying to do the opposite of what God told me it was a season for things to be done, now I got to use my mouth to speak death to whatever is trying to disrupt the season God just dropped me in. Come on, because he'll drop you in a season. I said he'll drop you in a season. And then things will show up trying to pull you out of the season. He just dropped you in. So whatever is coming, contrary to God's will, that's when we speak death. Because figuratively, death simply means the end. Right? Death figuratively means the end. So there are some things that can get to popping off in your life that God wants you to open up your mouth and speak death to this. Tell this thing to cease. Isn't that what Jesus was trying to teach the disciples on the boat after he had told them, let us get in and go to the other side? And a storm arose. He was underneath asleep. They woke him panicking. They woke him afraid. Saying to him, do you not care that we out here perishing? Do you not care that we about to die? Do you not care about this storm? He rebuked them for how they was acting. And then he told the storm, peace, be still. And then looked at them and wondered, where is your faith? How is it that you have no faith in the storm? How is it that you can be with me, yet you think something Bad is going to happen to you. Woo! And tell you, we ain't in no boat this morning. But God is with us. So why are we panicking? Right? If God is with you, it doesn't matter how big the storm is. I said it doesn't matter how big the storm is. 
What we got to learn to do is open up our mouth if he says so and speak against the storm. Tell the storm to what? Cease. Peace. Be still. Right? And the Bible said there was a, a great calm. So he was teaching them. He was teaching them in that moment. You know, y'all can use your mouth. Woo! You can use your mouth. Oh, no, don't sit there and pull out your hair. Use your mouth. Don't sit there and go crazy. Use your Don't just keep popping one peel after the other. Use your Don't go on and uh, antidepressants and that ain't God's will. Use your use your mouth. Amen. Finally, it is to speak fast or rashly. I talked about this earlier. It is to speak fast or rashly without careful consideration of the possibility of the consequences. That, that don't need to be us. Am I right about it? Notice uh, Proverbs 15. Notice Proverbs 15. I told y'all this morning going to be something like a, a little Bible study. Proverbs 15. But man, this stuff, this stuff makes the difference right here. Knowing how to talk, knowing how to guard your mouth. Yeah, this makes a difference right here. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 15, in verse number 2. Notice Proverbs 15, 2. Every scripture I call out, want us to go there. Want us to go there. Y'all know me by now. Pastor called out a scripture, want us to go there. He ain't playing with us. He want everybody to go there. Even if you got to use your table of contents to get there, that's what he would desire for you to do. Proverbs 15 and 2. Notice carefully, the tongue of the wise. See, remember earlier I talked, I talked about, I talked about the difference it makes once you've been taught. Once you can consider yourself to be a learned individual. And that's really what you want to do. You don't, you don't want to have folk in your family and on your job thinking that you go to church all the time, but you're still ignorant as I don't know what. I, that, that was a better word than the word that came to my mind. I don't want folks, man, you, you go to church all the time. You know how folks will try to throw that on you sometimes when you go to church like we do, when you try to be there every time the doors open. You know, folks say old stupid stuff like, you always in church. Shut your mouth. You know I ain't always in church. We go to church twice a week. Right? But you don't want it to be when it comes to your family, your coworkers, and your friends that they know about you that you you faithful attending church, but your life doesn't exemplify that you listening and put it into action what's being taught. Right? And see, and see this is what this scripture has to do with. Notice it. He said, "The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge how rightly. So if I'm using knowledge rightly, and I'm being given knowledge of how to talk, knowledge in one sense is powerful. So when I learn how to talk right, that's powerful." Now all I got to do since I've been taught is to use wisely the knowledge that I have been given. That's all I got to do. This is a situation. 
This is an emergency, but I have been taught. So right now, I need to take this opportunity and use my tongue wisely. Notice again, the tongue of the wise uses knowledge how? Rightly. When you have been taught certain things and people put certain things before you, and you know that it doesn't look right, it's not in line with what you have been taught. You don't sign it. Come on. Even if they try to put that pressure on you at the call line. Well, you know, this is the last one. I had a man tell me one time, you know, I, I, this is for you. You know what I told him? I said, this is for anybody who got the money. <laughs> it, it ain't like it was, uh, you know, I, I watch car shows sometimes. And sometimes they have a car up there going for $5.4 million, a car. Right? Now, 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 that's only one kind, one of a kind. But I got old dumb salesman over here trying to tell me, oh, that, that one just for you. No, this for anybody that comes up here because I ain't the only one want this. Right? So, so you don't let people get over on you like that when, as soon as you look at the interest rate. So you already know, nah, I'm, I'm going to use my tongue wisely to say to this nice salesman, no, thank you. You mean you just going to walk away? Yes, sir. I had a man try to give me a, a, a ridiculous interest rate years ago. And I told the man, I said, man, I said, I was honest with him. I said, man, I teach my people better than this. I said, I ain't going to do this. And then he looked at me. He said, well, what you want then? You know, they'll talk to you like that when you get real with them. When you're like, hey, I know you're trying to make money. I know you know this a business. And what you want then? And I told him what I want. He said, oh, man, no. He said, man, I own this car lot and can't get that kind of rate that you want on this used vehicle. I said, well, I'm going to have to leave, man. Less than what? I want to say three weeks. I had that interest rate. That he said was impossible. Come on. Y'all better listen. I had that. The car he was going to give me didn't have a warranty. This car came with a warranty. Come on. And I told Donald when I got it, I said, I, I feel like driving by there. And just saying to him, hey, you, come here. Come here. But my attitude, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, in a, it, it wouldn't have been right. It wouldn't have been right. You, you, you see, and God was like, you ain't got to do that. But see, I, I, I started learning. And y'all better listen. You don't let people put pressure on you to the point to where they trying to steal what you've been taught. No, you're going to apply all the pressure you think you need to, but you ain't dealing with no food. You're dealing with a wise person, and I've been taught, and that interest rate gets you a no. Right? I once was going to walk away from a deal over one point. One point. Because God put a point. He put a certain thing in my spirit. And I was going to walk away. And the man looked at me. He said, man, you, he said, you're going to walk away over one point. And I said, yeah. I said, because with that one point, I said, that's where I got peace at. I said, I got peace with that number. 
He said, I can't believe you're going to walk away over one point. She was sitting there ready to go. She said, believe me, he'll do it. He will do it. So she was just like, he'll do it. So what are we going to do here today? I mean, because he will do this. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And then he said, man, it's just one point. I said, brother. I said, I'm, I said, I agree with you. I said, so go back in there and tell your manager, it's just one point. He came back out there. He said, man, they said do it. Then he told me, he said, man, I ain't never met nobody like you. He said, I'm going to go tell my wife about you. I said, well, hey, I said, it's good to meet you, brother. I said, <laughs> now I ain't always been like that. I've been like, whatever you give me, whatever y'all think, I start getting wise. I show up and already know my credit score. Well, your credit score, and then I call it out. I already knew where the interest rate should fall for that score. So you're not going to get me like that. See what I'm saying? I'm sitting there and add the numbers up. Right? I have actually got a paper out. He go calculate and I said, I do it better when I have to carry the one over here, the one and the two and three. Okay. <laughs> this, this is important. Now, some of you are going to slip. And if we used to say back in the day, and you're going to get your head busted to the white meat. Don't do that. Don't do it. Just sit here and listen. I told you you're going to be like a Bible study. Just sit here and listen. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly. But the mouth of fools pours forth what? Foolishness. That don't need to be me, and it don't need to be you. You don't need to be the person that every time you open your mouth, people are saying about you, uh-oh, here comes some foolishness. Here comes some foolishness. Oh, Lord, here come them so-and-so. Here come another foolish prophecy. Here come another foolish dream. You don't need to be that person that's known for that. People running from you because you're always prophesying to them. And none of your prophecies have came true. Look at Job too. None of them. None of them. Don't be that person. Cause, cause, cause listen, y'all laugh, but that ain't, sometimes the ministers need to be taught that and the leaders as well. You know, sometimes God will show you something, but he don't want you to say nothing about what he showed you. He didn't show you that for you to go over there and tell that person this, that, and other. He simply showed it to you so you will know how to pray. You will know how to pray, right? And so, and so use your tongue wisely. Use knowledge wisely. All right. Notice how easily it is for a person to talk wrong. Okay? We, we go into Job. Look how easy it is for a person to talk wrong, to just say the wrong thing, to not guard your mouth. Notice in Job 2, and let's look at verse 9. Look at Job 2 and verse 9. We was in the book of Proverbs. Now you're just turning back to the book of Job. Job 2 and verse 9. All you're doing is flipping back. And, and notice, let's start at verse number 7 for clarity. Because most of us know the story, but let's, let's start for clarity. I hear pages turning. Are we there? Don't stop turning if you ain't down now. Are you there? We got it? Job 2 and 7. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful balls from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. He took for himself a posture with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. 
Now, we know, of course, Job done lost his property. We know their children have died, and now Job is battling in his body. But now, we already know the story. God has dropped Job's name before Satan, and so now Job is going through it, right? Right. Verse 9, then his wife said to him, now imagine, husband, you lost all your money, all your property. Come on, Brother Harden. I feel you. Some of the other brothers, I don't know what's wrong with them. You done lost all your money. Some of these brothers look like I ain't got no money to lose, Pastor. All right. The illustration don't work on me, Pastor. <laughs> you got to do something else, Pastor. I ain't got no money. <laughs> but folks who got money to make, they're like, oh, no, don't let that happen. Don't let that happen. Don't let me lose my money. <laughs> yeah. But see, you got to make the story. You know what I'm saying? You got to make it relevant. You, 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 it's like somebody come to you and say, hey, your 401k been wiped out. And you done worked at that company for 35 years, putting in 10%, and then the company was matching that 10. So you had a good, what they call, nest egg. Woo! And then they told you, hey, look, something happened in the stock market. Oh, that's been wiped out. But, but your first thought was, man, I got to really get back in there and make some sales. I got to get back in there. And they said, oh, the job gone too. Yeah, y'all, your whole department been, been laid off. What the world? Yeah, and uh, you being sued. Then they come back the next day and say, hey, your children was in an accident. All of them did. And here come your wife. Boy, you be hoping she coming there with a good prayer. Come on, Dick. You hope you hoping she coming there with, with, with just, 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 just some uplifting words, words of comfort, words of strength. Watch Job's wife. Some of you brothers who think your wife rough, watch this. Watch this. Yeah, it's a minute. You think you got it bad. Watch this. Watch this. This, this is actually a verse that will cause you to just appreciate your wife even more. You say, now, girl, I know you got a ways to go, but you ain't like Job's wife. I can say. Then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Job, are you still setting up here praying to God? Are you still looking, Job, to be loyal to him? Whoa, watch our next advice to him. Curse God and die. This coming from your wife. Don't just kill yourself. Before you kill yourself, curse God. She was sending him to hell because if the man cursed God and died and doesn't repent, I want you to see how her words to him was harsh. Now some of the brothers out there looking like Pastor, I want to be married no more. Dad day, dad day. They pass one to you. No, nah, tell Pastor no. Uh, uh-uh, get you. But he said to her, listen, listen, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Look at the rebuke, brother, he gave her. He said, but you speak as one of the foolish women speak. Job knew right off the bat that his wife was talking. When you guard your mouth, 
you also know when others speak whether they're guarding their mouth. Once you learn how to guard your mouth, you can hear what other people say and you can discern whether they are talking foolish or wise. Notice Job knew immediately that his wife was speaking foolish. Then he said to him, then, then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speak. Shall we indeed accept good from God? Shall we not accept adversity? Watch this. In all this, Job did not sin with his what? But this is what... This is what I want us to consider. Because we always talk about Job and what he was going through. But see, his wife was also going through. Because when you marry, there are certain things that your spouse can go through that it'll affect you because you're married to him. So see, Job wasn't the only one going through. And we know how y'all mamas are about your children. Right? And that's a good thing, mama. That's not a put down. Keep being that way about your children. So imagine how she's feeling. She's hurting. She's going through it. So we got two people going through something. One is guarding their mouth, and the other one is opening their mouth wide. Do you see that? One thing about the story of Job, when you continue reading it, you understand that Job would eventually get back double. He would get the money back. He would get his property back. He would get his, his livestock back. He would even get his children back. But here's the key. And I'm not saying what happened because the Bible don't say. We don't hear nothing else about his wife. So see, what this teaches me is that just because I'm going through something, that don't mean I can't guard my mouth because Job did it. Job did it. Job guarded his mouth. And I'm not going through, as I told y'all Wednesday, nearly as much as my brother Job. If Job can go through all of this and guard his mouth, you mean to tell me you can't guard your mouth just because two bills are behind? Somebody that mistreated you and you can't guard your mouth. And you don't even see the person regularly who's mistreating you. And you can't guard your mouth. Look at your neighbor and just say, like it or not, we all are going through some things. How many realize that everybody in church this morning is going through something? Raise your hand if you're going through something. Just raise your hand if you're going through something. Hand down. Raise your hand if you're going through more than two things. You, you, you're dealing with more than two things. Raise your hand if you're dealing with more than five things right now. Okay, we got a couple of hands. But listen, the point is, no matter what it is, whether it be two, three, four, five, or what have you, we still got to guard our what? Now, this seems like simple teaching, but it's not. Because most of us, when something starts going wrong... We stop guarding our mouth. And notice where she didn't guard her mouth at is at the house. See, some of you say stuff at home that you wouldn't utter that at church. 
You wouldn't talk like that at church. Guard your mouth. You're too old to be putting holes in the walls. Yeah, you're too old for that. You're too old to be kicking your car and tearing up stuff at the house. You're too old for that. Guard your mouth. Guard your mouth. Learn that you don't have to use cuss words to express anger. Stop cussing every time you get mad. And then, oh, Lord, Lord, it, it, it slipped again. No, it's slipping too much. Slipping too much. You, 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 you a cusser. That's what you is. Come on. And people like me who hadn't cussed in years. Go to Psalm 17. Don't mean they ain't, ain't never, you know. Yeah. But but I but I know I gotta what I gotta use. But I gotta use my tongue wisely. Oh, go out my what? Go out my mouth. Cause there's some things you can say to people because you were heated that you come back and say, "Hey, look, I, you know I, I didn't mean what I said to you." There's some things you can say. They're like, "Hey." You need to give me a minute. You need to give me a minute. Because that came from somewhere. That came from somewhere. Oh, you know how I am. Yeah, but I done told you. I'm, I'm tired of how you are, though. You're not going to keep talking to me any kind of way. And the apology is always, I was mad. Girl, you know how. You know I love. You know, you know I can't. I can't, I don't want to live. You know how, you know what you mean to me. You know how, you know I talk like that. So are you saved or not saved? Are you new creation or not? Come on. This good stuff right here. Right? Well, six and stones may break my bones, but words would never hurt me. Lie. Right? Words can what? Hurt. Words can damage. And then sometimes a person can apologize, but you know, you know, for me and you to get back the way we need to, you know, we're going to have to work to get there. Because what you said, brother, was just, you know, you, you didn't have to go there with that. I'm going to forgive you because that's what I need to do for you as well as for me. But, you know, we got to work back to where we used to be. See, I don't want to do that. And and, and, and and the alternative was just to go out my mouth. Just to go out my mouth. Hey, come on. Psalm 17. Now, she don't mind me telling y'all, back when me and Donna used to really argue all the time, because when we, we, live, we might get to arguing before the day over. I don't know. I hope not. But I don't want you to say anything. We never argue no more. But back in the day when we used to argue, she, I mean, she was quick to just, you know, I'd be just trying to hold it, Minister Gavin. I'd just be trying. I'd just be guarding my mouth. She'd just be running her mouth, and I'm guarding my mouth, and she running up. And I'm going to tell on yourself. I'm going to tell on myself. Now, when I get mad, my lip trembles sometimes. You know that, Mom? Oh, okay. And she'd just be sitting there. Hey, say it! Say it! <laughs> Lip trembling. 
Say it. <laughs> Ooh, that's the wrong kind of cheerleader right there. Say it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mm-mm. I told y'all like a Bible said, because y'all know it's some stuff. If we say it, you already know all your thoughts ain't together. I, I, I have a, how many have ever went to say one thing, but you really didn't know how to say that one thing, and that one thing thir- turned into five things. And the person who knew you were just sitting there like, whoa. Some of y'all need Bible. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? Speaks. I didn't mean that. No, that was in your heart. And when the heart gets full, it often gurgitates the truth. Yes, it does. Some of y'all didn't like that. My married folks should have just been like Pastor Roland anymore. He is rolling because there's some stuff be happening in marriages. Am I right about it? Y'all that's single looking to get married? <laughs> Even before you start dating, you need to see them mad. You need to see them real mad. I remember when, I remember when Minister Shamar and Sister Christian were dating. They don't mind me telling them if they do, it's too late now anyway. <laughs> oh, they done got into a good one. All up until then, she wasn't nothing but, ooh, boo-boo, baby, ooh, sugar, baby. He coming to house one day, and I know him. So, Pam, homeboy required. <laughs> I said, y'all still getting married, ain't you? I need nobody my money. <laughs> it's trip. <laughs> we need to get the. He's... That's how he is too when he get married. What else? Man, we just got into a good one. That's how he said, like he was just disgusted. I gave that off and said, Who me? We need to pray. You know what I told Miss Gam? I said, good. I good. I said that's a good thing, man. I said, how it go? <laughs> Y'all got into a good. I said, that's good. You don't want to be. <laughs> you don't want to marry nobody, and you never seen them mad. I mean, good and mad. Because if you ain't ever seen that side, that's the side they keeping in the cage. That's the side. That's not allowed to come on dates. That's the side not allowed to come to church. Then you marry him, he gonna fool on you. And go get a bill on you. And you sound like, I thought we were saved. Oh, you like to hit when you get mad. Oh, you hit people. 
Yeah, when I counsel people, I'll be like, hey, y'all got mad? Y'all got into it some? Psalm 17.3. I could have brought Brother Armand and Sister Shaquille in it too now. Pastor, she quiet. I said, okay, hold on. <laughs> she don't express herself. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, my brother. Hold on. Hold on, my brother. Hold on. Talking names. <laughs> this is the way it worked. I told y'all, good Bible study. Good Bible study. Psalm 17. And see, when are we laughing, but that's bad when we like that, but we have attached to us Christians. And see, it's bad when it's a job and, and, and you're the only one that they think is striving to live right, striving to live right. And then you just blow all that up because you didn't guard your mouth. Come on. Right? Psalm 17.3. We was here uh, Wednesday. We're in the clothes. You have tested my heart. You visited me in the night. You tried me and found nothing. I have purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. See, uh, see, I'm fixed that I'm going to guard my mouth. I'm purpose that my mouth shall not sin or offend. Come on, somebody. This is the thing we need to recognize. There are times you have to be purpose to say nothing until God gives you what to say. There are times you have to be purposed to say nothing until God gives you what to say. Number two, there are times you have to be purposed to stay away from certain conversations. See, when you guard your mouth, you got to know how to be amongst family and friends, but you already know you. I'm guarding my mouth. So certain conversations we're going to stay away from. I'm not going there. We're not talking about that today. We ain't going there. See, I'm purpose with my mouth. I'm going to stay away from certain conversations. Because when I start talking about certain conversations, especially with you, we get out of hand and we start talking about people. We start saying stuff we shouldn't say. We start bringing up names that shouldn't be brought up. Come on, somebody. I'm purpose, number three. To limit how long I talk with certain people. See, there are people you can talk to for an hour and the conversation gonna stay good. They're, they're on the same page you on. But there are some people you know, okay, this needs to be a 15 minute conversation. I'm gonna have to limit how long I talk to mama. Cause mama can't go 30 minutes without going there. And so I'm making sure when I drop mama the biscuit off that I've already got an appointment that I got to be somewhere. Right? But you're, you're guarding your mind. You're doing what you need to do to stay out of trouble. Come on. I, I told y'all. I mean, I, mean, I mean, this stuff is good. Proverbs 20, 21. Proverbs 21. 
Y'all, y'all give me, I got, I got uh, two scriptures and then I'm done. Two more and then we're done. Proverbs 21. Get ready, MC. Proverbs 21. Ooh-wee. Oh, it makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. If a man want to be a wise man, he got to get here. He, he got to get here to where he can guard that mouth. Well, I don't care how much he know. If he can't guard that mouth, he never going to be a, a true man to God. And, and there are some men that you can always label them as immature because they don't know how to guard their mouth. Right? Proverbs 21, 23. Y'all hang in here. Y'all are doing such a good job. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Is that not good? Whoever guards his mouth or her mouth and tongue keeps his or their soul from what? So God in my mouth or my tongue can keep my soul out of trouble. Woo! Which says to me, number one, that my mouth can get me in trouble. My mouth can get me in trouble. My mouth can get me in trouble with God. My mouth can get me in trouble with God. My mouth can cause God to put me in time out. To delay certain blessings. To not do what I asked him to do. My mouth can get me in trouble with God. Do y'all understand that? Do we understand that? Your mouth can get you in trouble on your job. Come on. Some of you have jobs that require you to be confidential about certain things that happen on that job. You need to guard your mouth about what people make. You need to guard your mouth about why somebody got suspended. Woo! Oh, this is good. This is good. You need to guard your mouth about people's personal medical records. Imagine a saved woman, she a nurse, but she can't guard her mouth. Now, that's sad that the family always want to call you to find out why somebody down at the hospital. And you are releasing somebody's private medical records because you can't guard your, your mouth. Girl, you didn't hear that from me, but he, you ain't going to believe who down here. And he's looking bad, too. They saying it's such and such, but I'm telling you, girl, I looked in his file. I pulled it up on the computer. I had a friend of mine pull it up. Girl, he down here with such and such, such and such. And, and, and you're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to be confidential. You weren't supposed to tell that. That's private. That person laying there unconscious and you getting pictures. That's Seem like the day I'm mentioning all my children. One of my daughters is a law enforcement officer. She can't be telling everybody what's going on in there. Right? Girl, we got him. He down here. <laughs> Come on. This stuff is... Your mouth can get you in trouble at church. Somebody came to you, told you what they were going through, and wanted you to pray. And now you done told three more people in the church what that person going through. 
because you can't guard your mouth. And then if somebody come to me and I say, hey, get with me so-and-so, she'll pray. And they be looking like, oh, God. And they, and they got a look on their face like, you got to be kidding me. Pastor, I don't want everybody to know this. What would it look like if Brother Bo and Sister Lisa didn't know how to guard their mouth? Oh, Lord, y'all. it been plenty of time. I come out the office and Brother Bo be like. And I'm like, you didn't hear me. And he said, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, oh, I need to, I need to lower my voice. Huh? Then we start putting rules in play. I said, verbal certain me, just go down, go all the way down. Because <laughs> sometimes I can control myself, but I can't always control somebody else. I let you know, keep it down a little bit. But, but, but at the same time, I don't care what I do down there. If they knows it, and if they can't guard their mouth, people going to know what, who I'm meeting with. People going to know things they shouldn't know. That they shouldn't be telling. Come on. Oh, oh, this good. You you can't have an alt with your brother or sister. Y'all get the thing right. Decide to squash it. Move on. But every time that person's name comes up, you telling people about what, what happened. You can't guard your mouth. Why do multiple people know what they should know? Why does your wife know? What she should know if it was a private meeting with just you. See, if we guard your mouth, <laughs> you'll preserve your life. Preserve in one sense means to protect. You'll protect your life. When we're living a certain way, listen, enemies are coming to try to kill the way we're living. Certain people don't like the way you're living. But if I learn to guard my mouth, I'll preserve my life. I'll protect the way I'm living. I'll protect the way God is blessing me. I'll protect the way in which he's raising me up. But if I open wide my mouth or my lips, I can cause my blessings to cease. That's when we all need to guard our mouth. Final final scripture and we done is is in uh, First Peter. Final scripture is in First Peter. How many know that right? We gotta guard our mouth. Gotta guard our mouth. And some of you in here, you got some you got some jobs and situations that's that's confidential. E- even even in the, even in your house, you know we try to teach this to little children, but some of the adults don't know it. You want to make a parent mad when you little? Just go tell them their business. Just go tell them what happened in the house. <laughs> Come on. Again, y'all, I'm back to telling on my children today. This tell on your children today. But Jeremy and Sister Ashes to be trying to get mad at them kids for telling us stuff. <laughs> they better teach them right. Come they, when, they, when they come around me, I, what's going on, y'all? <laughs> Woo! I had one of my granddaughters tell me, Papa. <laughs> Papa. <laughs> That's how she kept saying, Papa. <laughs> oh, she didn't know no better. She thought the whisper was like it wasn't getting out. 
my mama told her, don't be telling our business. I said, well, just hold it, baby. I said, don't. don't. I said, don't tell it, dear. I said, just hold it. Mama told you, don't. Whew, but like a good papa. Soon as I talked to her, I don't know what's going on down there. I said, she didn't tell me now. I said, y'all need to get out going off. <laughs> I said, child didn't tell me now. I said, y'all need to get together down there now. Proverbs 3 and 10. Oh, God. This tell on your children day. I mean, First Peter 3 10. But, but guess what? The reason I was laughing so much because we did the same thing when they were little. You get them all together before you drop them off over at Granny. Now, look, don't y'all go in there running y'all mouth. <laughs> Stuff happened in everybody's house. Y'all go in there, be good, and keep your mouth shut today. <laughs> Soon as you make got near somebody, my daddy fight my mama out of her clothes. <laughs> we were shacking there. That's how I said, Mama, come on. That baby said, you fight her mama out of her clothes. I said, baby, learn. Say, mama trying to attack me. That baby didn't, that baby don't know what happened. I'm trying to defend myself. <laughs> I said, I took four licks and didn't return one. And I'm the bad guy. This is the story she telling people. My daddy fight my mama out of her clothes. You better get the story right. Your mama crazy sometimes. (laughs) First Peter 3. First Peter 3.10. We closing with this. (laughs) Y'all done laughing because we got to get this. First Peter 3.10. For he who would love life. And see good days or better days. First of all, who love life? Who love life? Who want to see better days? Okay, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. God say, if you love life and you want to keep loving it, guard your mouth. If you want to see better days, guard your mouth. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.